This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Rosie Report, Spring Training Edition. It's all you need to know about the tribe in Goodyear. Daily updates, player interviews, along with other spring training hijinks and tomfoolery. Now, here's Jim Rosenhouse. This is the Rosebud Report, blossoming from spring training. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rosie Report. Jim Rosenhouse with the recap of Wednesday's action in Goodyear, Arizona, as Indian spring training continued with a game against the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the Diamondbacks came away with a 9-4 win in a game that was played as planned to seven innings. Pitching on the day, well, for Zach Plesak, an up-and-down appearance. He worked two innings, allowed four hits, including a home run and three runs along the way. He was followed by James Karinchak, who allowed a run in his one inning of work, but then Phil Maton and Heath Hembry worked scoreless innings apiece. Brian Shaw allowing three runs in two-thirds of an inning, and Kyle Dowdy finished up for the Indians. On the offensive side, good stuff from Fran Mule Reyes. A long, long home run, his first home run of the spring. And Daniel Johnson was one for two with an RBI double. Again, in a game that the Diamondbacks won by a final score of 9-4. to four. Afterwards, Terry Francona talked about the day's activities. Um, you know what? And Berto even said after one inning, you know what? He said he's, he's really making pretty good pitches. He elevated one that was on the outer third that got hit. But um, I thought the ball came out of his hand real good, and he, I thought he followed Berto for the most part, which is a, you know, again, for your first time out, that's a really good thing. What did you see with Karen Check? Well, we saw what ball, ball nine, and, you know, he got so caught up in that that he didn't control the running game. You know, and that's, a, that's not a good combination for trying to keep him off the scoreboard. So, you know, Carl went on and tried to, Settle him down a little bit, just get him in the rhythm, and you know, you know. And again, sometimes when those things happen, you'd certainly rather happen now, because if one's going wrong, you can't exacerbate it by not paying attention to the runners. Is it fun to see Framo hit the scoreboard? It's nice to see any of our guys. Um, yeah, that was a good swing. That was a good swing. That was that was a real good swing. I don't care what time of year it is. That's a good swing. You know, with uh, uh, Roberto, the high sky and the wind, that's, those are tough plays, aren't they, uh, on the foul pops? Yeah, I mean, the first one, he never even saw it. And it's funny because we worked on that this morning. That's what we did. We did pop-up priorities. And uh, the wind wasn't quite as bad early this morning as it was later on. But even the one, I think, when Shaw was in the game, the guy popped that one over third, and everybody thought it was going in the stands, and it came back fair. That's that's an Arizona, That's a tough Arizona day. Tito, I asked I asked Fran Mill before about expectations, and he doesn't want to put any on himself, you know, in terms of statistical goals or anything like that. Um, I don't know. What do you think he's capable of doing? I wouldn't either, Tom. I got you. Um, again, with young players that you know they're still establishing who they are. 
I'd hate to put something because you might go low. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's this game is so funny. As you gain confidence and you know that you can do some things, even when you go through a difficult time, it allows guys to maybe reach a higher level than they have in the past. And they're, so we really don't know. But that's part of the fun of it, too. I do think if he stays with the middle of the field approach, doesn't mean he has to hit the ball in the middle of the field. But remember when he got real hot last year? Yeah. He was lining balls to right field, and then they'd make a mistake and he'd whack it. If he gets himself in a position where he can cover the plate, he is going to hit more than he would if he's just trying to pull the ball. And obviously he's never been lacking for personality, but are you even seeing more of it now? Um, I think we've seen it, except for about that first three or four days when we got him. Uh, his personality is pretty, pretty infectious. We've seen that almost right from the beginning. Like I said, those first couple of days, remember he came over and he didn't get any hits. He was a little quiet, but ever since then, he's, he's just a really nice kid. And also after the ball game, Franmil Reyes talked about his spring and his home run. Finally, get the scoreboard by another one in Cleveland. <laughs> I know last year when you came into summer camp, you said that your timing was a little bit off because you hadn't been able to see live pitching over the previous couple months. How do you feel coming into camp now? And where do you, how do you feel at the plate right now as opposed to what you felt in summer camp? Honestly, um, having stopped working on that, I'm starting to feeling um, good. I'm seeing my pitch well, which is really important, but it will take just a little bit more of time to be 100%. But now I feel great. I'm not. I'm not sure if his mic is working, but he was asking if you saw the guy hit the the palm tree the other day, the home run, the home run ball that hit the palm tree. They were talking about it in the clubhouse, and and I looked for it. Wow. Hey, but I know Sully Matias. He have a crazy power. I don't think his mic's working, but he's asking you if you can do that. Come on, come on. See those muscles? <laughs> How's the ankle feel, Fernando? Great. Finally, great. I'm in a great really spot. Um, if you see the the ab bag before that one, I had like five aggressive swings and I feel great. Thank God. Thank the trainers for the good job. maybe hitting the scoreboard and knocking down some palm trees this year. What kind of goals do you have? Have you set any, have you set any statistical goals for yourself? Um, not really. Honestly, like every year I say, I take whatever God give me. I know I have to work really hard for it, but, um, you know, I just do what I can control. That is play hard, um, try to adjust to every pitcher, that is there. Um, I'm try, I, I just try to do my best. Whatever is happening is going to happen. If I control where the ball is going to land, probably 1,000 average, right? So I, I can control to um, be every time ready for every at-bat and try to hit the ball in the barrel every time. Whatever, is it, whatever it lands, I know it's going to be doing a lot of damage. Watch out with your glove, guys. <laughs> Now, one of the keys to the tri bullpen this season figures to be James Karinchak, who worked that inning and allowed a couple of walks and a run scored. And 
generally was not sharp early, but then reined it in. A couple of strikeouts and worked out of further damage after allowing the run to score. We had a chance to go one-on-one with Karen Check earlier in the spring, and he talked about a variety of subjects as he prepares for the 2021 season in what could be a very key role for the Tribe. And you're coming off a, a year where you had some stretches that were, were just unbelievable. And, and when you look back at last season, um, what do you take away from that, especially as it translates to, to your off season and preparing for, for this year? Uh, like I said before, I got to be a lot better and uh, I got to be a lot more consistent. So it's one of matter most. Uh, I wasn't there. It, it's, maybe it's weird to say, but do, do you learn more from the tough outings than, than the good ones? 100%. What um, what are some of the things that you take away when if if you do have a you know that occasional rough outing that that kind of gets you back? Uh, I mean, the biggest thing to take away is just how how blessed we are to play this game every day, man. Like I love this game, and I'm so blessed to be here. And if I want to be here for a long time, I have to get better every day, and I have to be more consistent. I have to be in the zone more. I can't be I can't be getting behind the counts. Uh, first full season in the major leagues, and and you had a, a bullpen with some experience down there, including your your closer Brad Hand. Uh, what did he help you with, and were there others down there that were able to to help you with certain things? Uh, I mean, Hand's definitely a guy I looked up to. Uh, he's just a great guy all around, and the thing I took away the most was he was just the same guy every day. He was came to the park, had his routine, he stayed to it, and he was. I mean, as you saw, man, three time All Star. He's He's uh, one of the best of the best, and I have to <clears> – <throat> I try to emulate that, be the same guy every day, good or bad. And we had another guy in our bullpen too, uh, Oliver Perez. I mean, he's been there for 20 years, and he's just, just picking his mind, picking his brain, just how to be just how to be a great guy and how to be a great teammate and how to be ready to go in any situation. And that's – I mean, we're, we're lucky to have that guy on the team. Man. He's, he has so much experience and wisdom. You mentioned staying the same every day. And that sounds simple, but what makes it hard at the big league level? I mean, when you uh, like when you go out there and win the game, six inning, you come out and you go in the game, and and then you have a couple runs, you're losing the game, just letting the team down. But like trying to stay positive, like that's I think that's hard to do mentally. But like if you can do that, can attain that, and stay confident even after bad outings, you're gonna be have a usually have a great success. Fastball curve combo is is just tremendous. Um, do you look for new wrinkles in the off season, or do you just try and refine those two to make them as good as they can be? Yeah, I'm just trying to throw 100. I'm trying to throw over 100 miles per hour with a harder curveball. That's all I'm trying to do. So how do you do that in the off season to, to try and get there? Uh, I try to move better, try to be better on the mound. I mean, I watch uh, I watch old clips of Loraldis Chapman. I watch Craig Kimbrell. I watch Jordan Hicks. I watch all the guys throw 100 and just so try to see what they do and try to, you know, like mix and match. See what, how can I move better? And how can what am I doing wrong to not move as, as efficiently as possible? Like even Jacob Degrom does it for all games for 100 miles per hour. Um, a little bit earlier, you you were talking about who you learned your curveball from, and and you mentioned McCullers. Um, yeah. Have you had a chance to meet him with the with the non balanced schedule and all that, and, and tell him that? No, I never got to meet him. So you just went off Google, huh? Yeah. <laughs> So how do you how are you able to go off Google and break down a pitch and make it your pitch? Yeah, I mean I saw the I saw the grip he used and I brought it to catch play and I just started messing with it and it, obviously a lot of reps and it's where it is now. Uh, you look around there and we mentioned some of the the pitchers down there last year who were helpful. Oliver, Oliver Perez is back. Um, 
just from what you've seen, early bullpens, things like that, um, how do you feel about that bullpen this year as it begins to take shape, obviously very early? I mean, I'm always confident in our guys. I mean, just the way we develop guys, all our coaches. I mean, I think we have one of the best development systems in all baseball. So whoever they bring in, whoever we have in the pen, I mean, I believe in them because those guys believe in them. And we've been pretty successful pitching the last ever. I don't know how long. We've been pretty top five pitching the last 10 years. So, and, uh, I mean, we have, I think we have one of the best staffs, and I think our bullpen's going to be up there too. So I'm excited to get the season started, and hopefully everybody stays healthy. That's James Karinchak, Tribe Reliever, and that'll do it for this edition of the Rosie Report as we bring you up to date on Wednesday's activities in Goodyear. The Tribe is on the road on Thursday. They'll take on the Brewers over in Maryville. You can hear that ball game on the Cleveland Clinic Indians radio network. It's a 3-10 first pitch. Well, we thank you for tuning in as always, taking the time to download the podcast and listen in. We'll have another one for you on Thursday, recapping the action against Milwaukee. Until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse. Thanks a lot for listening. This has been the Rosie Report. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.